Hi, this is Lucia with The Art of Love. I'm a dating and relationship expert specializing in helping you get your ex back. And welcome back, No Contact Army. Have you been a good little soldier and stayed in no contact? Or a bad little soldier and broken no contact? Well, if you did, then this video is for you because I'm going to talk about the number one reason why you must stay in no contact. And if you too would like to join the No Contact Army, it's very easy. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button. And if you would like to read the No Contact Army manual, go to nocontactsecrets.com where you can download two free chapters before purchasing the book. So I have an email here from a woman. She originally left a comment, a very long comment under a video, and I found it very interesting. So we contacted her to get more information. She broke no contact. So I'm going to show you what happened, what happens, and the number one reason why you absolutely must stay in no contact. Okay, so here we go. She says, we dated for a year and a half. We broke up after a huge disagreement where I took the blame for most of it. Although looking back, we were both wrong. He brought his son to a romantic getaway that I planned, and in the middle of the night, I lost it. I woke him up and asked him to leave. Well, it is rather odd that someone would bring their son to a romantic getaway. Anyway, he took that as me breaking up with him, saying I had agreed to his son coming, which is true, but I was hoping he would use common sense and leave the son with the mother. Okay, so this is where you went wrong. If you want something and the other person isn't quote-unquote coming to their senses, doesn't realize it's probably not a good idea to bring their child to a romantic getaway, then you as an adult need to speak up instead of blaming them and then freaking out in the middle of the night. Um, I was so frustrated in the moment, I didn't mean to break up. I guess he didn't know how desperate I'd been for some alone time with him. I'd reached my boiling point. So again, you probably didn't communicate all along the way in the weeks before, maybe months before, that you weren't having enough alone time with him. You were just putting up with it and then that's what happens. Yes, your unexpressed feelings turn into blowing up. Okay, um, it was the first time I felt he would leave me because he became cold. I kept asking if he wanted to break up and he kept saying he was not there yet and needed to think. That made me panic and I said he should just say it instead of stringing me along. So he said, fine, let's break up again. <laughs> you caused the breakup because you just had to have an answer because your anxiety will not let you live in limbo, which is the reason most people break no contact or want to know if there's a breakup as happened here. Because if you have an anxious attachment style, uncertainty drives you crazy. That's what causes your anxiety. And so you refuse to live in limbo, which if you are going to get an ex back, if you're going to do no contact, you have to get comfortable with the unknown and with being in limbo for a certain amount of time. And so that's what happens. One partner says, you know, well, maybe we should take a break. Well, you know, I need some time to think about things. And the anxious one says, oh, so we're just going to break up? Are we breaking up? Just tell me. Just tell me. Okay, are we breaking up? Are we breaking up? Just tell me. Tell me. I mean, when you hear that, you just feel like saying, fine, we're broken up. I mean, when I was saying that right now, didn't you feel like breaking up with me? <laughs> Even though we're not dating? You know, someone keeps yelling in your face, just tell me. Are we breaking up? Just tell me. Fine, we're broken up. All right, just shut up. <laughs> Okay, he contacted me after four days and we did what felt like friends with benefits for three weeks. Again, 
another mistake. You went from having a relationship to now being a friends with benefits. That was the start of my anxiety. I think your anxiety was there much before that, where I was anxious for us to be a couple again, but he kept calling me every day, but not saying we were together. Well, why did you keep pushing about being together? Like everyone is so adamant, we must have a title, we must have a title. You know, a title without actions means nothing. That was when I completely cut it off. Okay, now here's where she broke no contact. I broke no contact after six weeks. Guys, if you're going to break no contact, okay, fine. You want to break no contact? Go ahead. I can't stop you. I wish I could. I wish I could pop up when you're about to send that text or dial that number. I wish all of a sudden I could just pop up and go, hey, stop that. <laughs> and you'd be like, damn, how'd you get here? And um, do not contact between week six and week eight. That is the time you're most likely to hear from them. That's the worst time to break no contact. The worst, 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 worst. Never, ever, ever, ever break no contact between week six and eight. I don't care what. I don't care if you're dying. I don't care if you can't get out of bed. I don't care if you can't eat, can't sleep. Do not break no contact between week six and eight. Okay, have I drilled that through your head? <laughs> Anyways, so she says he immediately asked to get back together in a committed relationship, but wanted to take things slow. I asked if he was ever going to call. Now listen to this. He said he had been miserable without me, could barely focus on work, but was stubborn about calling and felt that I would have made him make certain compromises if he called. So basically, he was doing no contact to increase his power dynamic. I was very anxious about the fact that I broke no contact mm -hmm, and worried I had shifted the power dynamic. In the past, it always felt like he was chasing me. She hit upon the key right there. You break no contact when you've been broken up with. You shift the power dynamic. You just handed over the power to your ex because now they know that they can break up with you and if they just wait long enough you'll come back and accept the relationship on their terms so i had to ask her what were these compromises that he was unwilling to make even though as he himself said he was miserable and could barely focus and if she had just waited it's not like he was happy and partying it's like all right she's gone no he was miserable and could barely focus, yet he was still in no contact, but the six to eight week period was coming up. Who knows if he would have broken? So she said in response to what were these concessions? We spent a lot of time together, but seldom alone. He just wanted to stay home and watch TV while his teenage son played video games. If I convinced him go, to go out alone, he felt guilty about spending time with me without his son. Even on holidays, when we traveled alone, he would somehow manage to bring his son for a few days about the trip, during the trip. I embraced this at first, but after a while, it felt like we were not connecting enough and I was not being prioritized. He was doing everything not to upset his son's mother, who seemed to have no problem with her son spending every day with his dad, even though she had her own place. Many times when she had the son, she would find reasons to cancel or send him back to his dad. Boy, does she even like her son or what? <laughs> he never knew how to say no, even if we had plans. 
So I want to ask the guys in the audience, the guys who have teenage sons and are divorced, can you explain this behavior? Because I'm not a guy, obviously, <laughs> and I don't have a teenage son. So what are your thoughts on this guy's behavior? I mean, I understand, obviously, he's the priority, you know, but why does he need to see him all the time, as well as bring him on romantic getaways, which I still can't wrap my head around. Okay. Um, I also wanted him to learn my love languages, which were words of affirmation and quality time. He seemed to think my needs were shallow and his son always came first. So he doesn't know how to make both of you, not necessarily a priority, but you should be a close second to the son. It sounds like you were a distant third. I don't know. Um, I started to feel like I was not a priority. When we reconciled, this problem didn't change much as his son started living with him permanently during our break, and neither of us wanted to rush back into spending me spending the night at his house with his son there before we knew we were solid in getting back together. I honestly did trust him, but I hated that he bent over backwards for the mother of his child instead of putting his foot down. I didn't want to give ultimatums or seem like I was asking him to choose me over them, so I ended it. See? So even though she broke no contact after six weeks, she ended up breaking up with him. When we first started talking after no contact, he seemed more willing to meet my needs, but I quickly became anxious over not being able to spend nights with him. Those cuddles at night when we were alone and chatting were one of the best parts of the relationship. It's where we chatted and shared our days. Not having that felt like we had nothing at all, I felt like he did not make up that lost time by arranging long dates where we could chat. We would see each other maybe for an hour every two days or so at my place, which was not sufficient enough time. I wanted dates, movies, drinks. When we spent longer periods together, it would often be among friends and family, which was fine, but we were never alone. Like, that's what I don't understand either. It's like, why does this guy not want to be alone with you? Or not very often, anyway. He would get frustrated when I would suggest we spend more quality time together. So as I've said many times before, ladies, you cannot ask a guy for more time. It's not going to work. Asking for more time is not going to get you more time, as you can see. If a guy is not giving you more time, it's probably because he doesn't want to. And again, guys, please comment below and let me know if you agree with that. So continuing on. He'd get frustrated when I would suggest we spend more time together and I felt like he was starting to get short with me. He would also keep bringing up how we bickered in the past as a way to make me not ask for what I needed, which always made me feel like another breakup was looming if I complained. So now you've boxed yourself into a corner. That's what happens when you break no contact, I'm telling you. That became super stressful. We used to be able to talk about everything and I started to feel silenced and walking on eggshells. In the meantime, he was becoming more happy and relaxed and said how his mother noticed how much happier he seemed with us back together. Damn. I had anxiety because it felt like we were no longer equals. That's what happens when you break no contact. I was making all these changes and not starting arguments and being more accommodating and he was just free to see me however he pleased. 
I think if I had waited for him to contact me after the breakup, he would have been more humble and willing to see things from my side. I totally agree. Me calling him seemed to make him think it was an opportunity to make me do things his way. He was not quite the same. He seemed angry about the past. He was still slow to compromise in the tiniest things. He seemed selfish and only concerned about his needs. I broke up with him because I could not shake my anxiety. I figured if he cared and was ready to let go of past resentments, he would call me. He hasn't in three weeks. Last thing he said when I told him we should end things was that we like each other, but we need to work on communication. I didn't want to entertain that conversation at the time because I was frustrated at how dismissive he'd been of my feelings in the last six weeks and how he'd been blaming me for everything. It was like he was not the guy I originally fell in love. And finally, in conclusion, she says, don't expect the same relationship dynamic. She's referring to if you break no contact. Even though they miss you, the fact that you called first gives them the upper hand. They know how much you miss them. Interestingly, he seemed like he was at the final hour ready to work on the relationship just when I had enough. It was too late for both of us. My trust in him was shattered and my anxiety of feeling like he did not love me anymore was overwhelming. I've always had a secure attachment style. I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. Um, but something about this particular relationship destroyed me. In this case, we both made mistakes. I was too anxious and he was too cocky. So, I mean, I think she said it all there. There's really not much more for me to say. The number one reason you must stay in no contact, the number one reason you do not want to break it is because you hand over the power and now they have the upper hand. And as she says, they can become cocky because after all, they kicked you out of their life and you came back like a dog with their tail between their legs. So now you're saying that you are willing to accept the relationship on their terms and whatever terms you wanted are no longer valid because you were willing to come back to them after they broke up with you instead of making them contact you. Okay, so hopefully I've convinced you to not break no contact, okay? <laughs> so comment below if you have broken no contact, what was the result? I would like to know. I'm sure everyone else would too. If you would like my help to get your ex back or to stay in no contact and have a better chance to get your ex back, then contact me at theartoflove.net. The direct link is below and we'll send you the rates. If this video has been helpful, remember to like, subscribe, and share. If you're listening on iTunes, I would appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast. And finally, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens.